What are we discussing on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, you ask? Well, Carson Kelly just got hurt, so that means Gabriel Moreno's season is here. Discussing what that means for the D-backs this season and beyond. And then, Locked on, we dropped a little Locked on MLB power ranking today, but I'm not a big fan of power ranking, so I'm doing this little exercise where we put all 30 MLB teams into tiers, Where do the D-backs stack up against the rest of the teams in Major League Baseball? Discussing all that on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm Miller Thomas, host of this wonderful podcast. I'm a multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas 24 at myportfolio.com. I'm there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked on Dimebacks about Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. On today's podcast, I'm going to put all 30 MOB teams into tiers, and you'll get to see where I have the D-back stacked up against the rest of the league. But before we get there, I want to talk about this Carson Kelly, Gabriel Moreno situation, because Carson Kelly fractured his forearm, fractured his forearm, and it looks like he's going to be out for some time another major injury to this d-backs team who lost mark melanson to the 60-day injury list it looks corbett it looks like corbett martin is going to miss the entire 2023 season and now we got carson kelly who will probably miss a couple months with this injury as well and for carson kelly 28 years old this was a huge make or break season for carson kelly because in the years that end with an odd number carson kelly has been Really good for the D-backs. Double-digit home run totals in 2019 and 2021. Solid walk rate, more than 12%. And even if you look at his WRC+, it was 107 2019, 103 for 2021, which is a bit above league average. And when you consider that he's a catcher, that's solid production that you're getting from your catcher. Like what Carson Kelly did in 2019, 18 home runs, put up solid slash line. You like that a lot. 2021, he was better the first half of the season before he got hurt. But what he was doing those first couple months, like Carson Kelly was a major factor in the middle of the D-backs lineup. But you look at 2020, struggled during that COVID shortened season. And I give him a little bit of a break for that because everyone on the D-backs struggled in 2020. But in 2022, felt like he ran into a lot of bad luck and it felt like eventually he was going to turn it around. But he never did last season and he only had seven home runs and 350 plate appearances he had a 73 wrc plus he was just not very good last year 8.2 percent walk rate and carson kelly just did not look like himself it looked like he lost a little confident and like the other dude acquired in that paul goldschmidt trade luke weaver i started seeing 
it on Carson Kelly's face where you could just see his confidence start to waver, especially when he struggled at the plate. I felt like we saw that with Luke Weaver. Whenever Luke Weaver starts to struggle on the mound, those last couple of years in D-backs uniform, whenever he got shelled on the mound, you could see it in his face. You could see that he wore his emotions on his sleeve and you could see that he would actually be genuinely hurt whenever he, I mean, why wouldn't you be hurt, right, when you give up a whole bunch of runs? And for Carson Kelly, you could see every time he hit a hard ground ball and it went to the third baseman or he would smoke a line drive, but it would just go right to the outfielder. You could see how Carson Kelly would be upset with himself and you could see his confidence start to waver. And this season was going to be a huge make or break season for Carson Kelly because, because of course, the D-backs traded for Gabriel Moreno to be the catcher of the future, but they were still going to give Carson Kelly a lot of opportunity, especially pre-All-Star break. Carson Kelly was going to be the full-time, not full-time, he would have split 60-40, but he would have been the 1A to the 1B, the catcher situation. He would have been the guy getting majority of the reps, but now all that's changed. Carson Kelly's hurt. He's going to be out a couple months, and it's going to be hard to build him himself up as an asset over these couple months when he's just riding the pine. And now we get to see the full Gabriel Moreno experience. We were always going to have Moreno probably surpass Carson Kelly for opportunity at some point during the season. But now Carson Kelly, I'm not kind of I'm not sure once he gets back what his role with the team will be. He'll still be a catcher for the D-backs, of course, if they don't trade him before then. But Carson Kelly, once he gets back. What kind of workload will he be? Because it would have been 60-40 pre-injury, but when he gets back, will be 60-40 going Moreno's way? Will it be 80-20, 70-30? I think it's a very tough question to ask right now with him going on the you know pine for a couple months. But for Gabriel Moreno, he's going to get so much opportunity now to really display his skills and really show why the D-backs traded Dalton Varsho for him. Because Dalton Varsho, you could have made the argument before he got traded, he might have been every D-backs fan's favorite player. Like, it's an argument with a few other guys, but he would have been in the mix, at least when you think about future players of dudes who are currently on the roster last season. Dalton Varsho might have been the most favorite player team, uh, you know, the most favorite player fans would have had on their roster for the next few seasons because what Dalton Varsha was doing with the D-backs where he was a 25 home run guy, Castile bases, was arguably the best defensive player in baseball in the outfield. Dalton Varsho was someone that we've seen homegrown come up through the system, talked about as a catcher with 30-30 potential, and eventually he was moved away from that catcher position. But this is someone that D-backs fans got to just salivate over while he was in the minor leagues. And then we actually got to see some of that potential realize itself on the major league level. And then right before you get the Corbin Carroll, Varsho, Thomas, um, who else am I? McCarthy outfield situation. We traded Dalton Varsho, but in return, we got back one of the best prospects in baseball in Gabriel Moreno, who has exceeded his rookie limits. And now we get to see the full Moreno experience because I always talk about how Corbin Carroll is a big building block for this D-backs team, foundational piece. And if Corbin Carroll doesn't perform well, then that kind of resets this whole rebuild. But Moreno's also a part of that equation. He probably doesn't have the same ceiling as a Corbin Carroll, who could be like an all-star, superstar, Hall of Famer. But Moreno's definitely considered to maybe be an all-star level catcher with just tremendous hitting ability, expected to be a high average, not really a over-the-fence kind of a guy, but he's considered maybe 12 home runs, really good Speed for a catcher, solid defense as well, and a dude who just doesn't strike out. Maybe he doesn't draw a ton of walks. Maybe he doesn't hit for over the a ton of over-the-fence power, but if he's like a 290 hitter, 12 home runs, 
12 stolen bases as your catcher. I think he could really be in a, a really be an offensive weapon for this D-backs team. And we're going to need him to perform well because it's all on Moreno. Now, this D-backs team is not very deep with catchers now that Carson Kelly's hurt. Like they still have Jose Herrera, who spent a little time with the D-backs last season, but he's a backup catcher. He doesn't really have a ceiling. And for the D-backs who hit their ceiling of a championship contender over the next couple years, we have to see the groundwork laid by Moreno, laid by the Corbin Carrolls of the world, because we believe Moreno is a foundational building block piece. His cup of coffee with the Blue Jays last year, he looked really phenomenal in just a little small sample size he had. He had pretty strong stats across the board. He batted 319 just last season. He only had a five per, uh, five and a half percent walk rate, but 11% strikeout rate, uh, 89 mile an hour exit velocity, according to StatCast. So Gabriel Moreno showed a little bit with the Blue Jays last year, going to get a full workload this season with the D-backs. And if he shows a lot of promise, flashes, and potential with the Corbin Carrolls of the world, meanwhile, you still have the guys like Marte, Gallon, the Walkers of the world still putting in work. You can feel good about the D-backs future and feel like, yeah, maybe this isn't our season, but within the next two to three years, our window will open up to potentially win a World Series. And Gabriel Moreno is going to be one of the dudes, one of the foundational major pieces in the middle of this D-backs lineup that's going to help us get there. Now that he's got full season of opportunity looking his way, coming his way. I'm very excited for for what Gabriel Moreno could do for the D-backs, what he could provide, and it all going to start this season, right? We talked about it. Carroll, Moreno, if these guys don't perform well, if these guys don't show the flashes, then I don't know what it means for this D-backs rebuild, but very excited to see Gabriel Moreno get a full season of work. Unfortunately, it meant that Carson Kelly got hurt, though. And, well, I don't have a good segue there, but... If you're ever looking for D-backs tickets, I got a new I got a new little venture for you guys because we got a new sponsor for today's podcast. I talked about them in the opening segment, Game Time because have you ever had trouble buying tickets? Like buying tickets to a D-backs game shouldn't be stressful. It should be the easiest thing on in the world. You just go on your phone, you go to whatever app you have and you download tickets, right? Well, for a lot of these apps, it's kind of confusing and there's a lot of ads and there's so many options and there's so many teams and there's so many flash deals and things like that well game time makes it so much easier game time is the place for last minute ticket deals because forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find the excuse me if you find the tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110% of the difference Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown and will be for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Lockdown and will be for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, all right, all right. 
Let's get back into the podcast. And now let's put all 30 MLB teams into tiers. And for some of these tiers, I have some March Madness related tier names. I just want to make it fun. We're in March, March Madness time. I'm not a big college basketball guy myself, but I will watch a few games, especially when they have the top prospects in it. But I want to start at the top or should we start at the bottom? I don't know, but I do think it's more fun a lot of times to start at the top. And the top tier I have, this is the championship or bust tier. These are the teams that if they don't win the World Series this year, it will be considered a disappointment for their season. The first team I have in this tier is the Atlanta Braves because me and Sully did the podcast earlier the week making the case against all the NL teams that made the playoffs last year to not make it this year. And I think the Braves arguably might have had I think the Braves might have been the hardest team to make the case against not making the postseason this year because you look at that lineup, stacked with studs, the Cunhas, the Rileys, the Alsons, you're adding studs like Michael Harris in their second year on a great value deal. Look at that rotation with the Freeds, and now you got Spencer Strider in there. The bullpen is good too. Like, There's not really a weakness on this Atlanta Braves team, and if this team doesn't win a World Series, I think it would be disappointing. Now, they did win a World Series not too long ago, just a couple years ago, but I just love the way this Braves franchise front office is building this thing, locking up all their young stars, deciding who they want to keep, who they want to let go. Like, I think it was really smart that they didn't lock up Dansby Swanson because I think that's a player that you don't want to put on a long-term deal. So I think this Braves team is really smart. They're loaded with talent, lineup, rotation, bullpen, and if they don't win a World Series, I think it should be a disappointment in their eyes. The second team I have here is the San Diego Padres. And for the Padres, I mean, the case is very easy. Watch championship or bust. I mean, no team arguably spends more money than the Padres. No team is arguably more aggressive than the Padres. And they've unloaded all their prospects, basically. And for good reason. You brought in Juan Soto. You brought in whoever else, the Blake Snells, the Musgroves, the U Darvishes of the world. You got you signed Michael Walker to round out your rotation this season. You got a core four in your lineup, Soto. Bogarts, Tatis, Machado, and still got guys like Jacob Cronenworth in your lineup. Like, this Padres team is absolutely loaded. Maybe their bullpen isn't as good as some other teams' bullpens, but their rotation is going to have three legit dudes in it. Their lineup is going to have maybe the most stacked superstar lineup I've seen in a while. Could make the argument with the Dodgers of the past couple years, but that top four in the Padres lineup I think is better than any top four the Dodgers have had in the last 10 years. So, the Padres are definitely on the tier of championship or bust. The third team I have here is the Houston Astros. And the Astros, I mean, they are still in championship or bust mode, but they also have a little bit reprieve. They have a little wiggle room because they are the Houston Astros, and no team has been more dominant since 2017, since the banging of the trash can, since the Houston Astros, because since they quote-unquote cheated in the World Series. They've been to two more. They've won one. They've been to at least the American League Championship Series every single season since 2017. So it's championship or bust for the Houston Astros because they are also loaded. Like, this is a team that lost Justin Verlander, and they still have Valdez, McCullers, Erkwoody. I'm definitely missing a starting rotation member. Like, their rotation is still pretty stacked. That lineup with Jordan Alvarez. Altuve is going to miss a couple months, but Kyle Tucker, the stud. Jeremy Pena had a really good rookie season. I'm definitely missing some other guys as well. Like, 
And they got so many rookies like Hunter Brown coming up this year. They have a really good bullpen like this. Astros team from top to bottom is good. They're also a team like the Braves that are not afraid to let some good players go in free agency like the Correas, like the Carlos Correas and the George Springers of the world. This Astros team is absolutely loaded. And until this reign of dominance stops, I think they should be in championship or bus mode every single season. Fourth team is the New York Mets because the Mets love to spend money and they, they would have spent more money if Carlos Correa had a good knee, but even without that, they still, they still spent so much money on Justin Verlander, went out there and got that Japanese pitcher. They spent some more money to round out their lineup as well. And you look at their team, I don't think their team is as stacked as maybe some other teams. I don't like the compilation of parts as much as some other teams like the Braves or the Padres or the Astros, but the Mets still have a really good roster, and with the amount of money that they're spending, Stephen Cohen is not going to be happy with anything less than a World Series appearance. The Mets still have a ton of talent. Pete Alonso, Lindor, Starling Marte, they got a deep rotation with the Scherzers and the Verlanders and the Sengas, even signed Jose Quintana. Like, the Mets are definitely in championship bus, just like this other New York team who is just dying to get to a World Series and dying to win one because it's been since 09 since the Yankees have at least been to a World Series. Like, not just win, just been to one. And it's been over 20 years since they won one. And this Yankees team, like, Look, there's a lot of money committed to this Yankees team, and you got the Aaron Judges of the world. You got Stanton. You just signed Carlos Rodon, who's already hurt. You don't like to see that, but this Yankees team, if you're the New York Yankees with the 27 rings, this is arguably the most glamorous franchise in all of sports, and this franchise is always going to be in championship or bust mode, as they should be, as one of the top dogs in all of sports, the most rings in all of sports, and with a lineup and a rotation and the money spent, like this is the New York Yankees we're talking about. They have to be at the top, and it's been a while. It's been a while since the New York Yankees have been at the top, but they have a uh, if they have a healthy Carlos Rodon, I love the Cole Rodon, Nestor Cortez as your top three. Their lineup should still smash with the stands and the Aaron Judges of the world. And maybe they get a guy like Anthony Volpe, rookie, to have a breakout season. And they always figure out their bullpen somehow. The Yankees always have a really strong bullpen behind them. So Yankees, definitely championship or bust. And then my last team in this tier, I have six teams in the championship or bust tier. My last team is the LA Dodgers, just because they've been on a decade of dominance in terms of winning division winning 95 to 105 games every single season but only one world series to show for it during the 2020 COVID shortened season a little fluky they have a whole bunch of other world series runner-ups so i think the dodgers want to win one outside that COVID shortened season so people like me don't discredit it and of course they let a lot of talent lead this free agency from the andrew heaney's tyler anderson's the Trey turners of the world of course but they're still going to have a very stacked lineup with the mookies and the freddie freemans and the will smiths and they're still going to have julio urias and tony gonsolin and clayton kershaw on your rotation and still have a whole bunch of arms in your bullpen so i'm never going to feel bad for the los angeles dodgers I don't care how many people left that team. They are still in championship or bus mode. They are still stacked with MVP and Cy Young candidates. And for that reason, those are my six teams in the championship or bus category. Braves, Padres, Astros, Mets, Yankees, and Dodgers. And if you think any of those teams are going to win the World Series, they need to hit, then you need to head to FanDuel Sportsbook to place that bet because the tournament is heating up and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. 
America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I feel like my enunciations have been terrible today. I feel like I'm just slurring my words like I had three beers before I came on today. My my enunciations, pronunciations are just not crisp today. Crisp today, and I don't know why. Maybe I got too much saliva in my mouth, but let's continue with my tears, who just did championship or bust. Next tier I have up is, what's wrong with second? These are the teams that... Want to go deep in the playoffs, have a deep postseason run, but if it ended in the World Series like the Padres or Phillies last year, they won't be too upset. They just want to be in the mix in the World Series with a chance to win it. First team I have here is the Philadelphia Phillies, who, like I just said, I think if they had another season where they got to the World Series and lost, yeah, back-to-back seasons where you lose in the World Series— would feel pretty bad, but I also think it would be another successful season considering, yeah, Bryce Harper— under the knife, just had Tommy John surgery, going to be out until at least all-star break. Your The rest of your team is pretty much stable from last year. Plus, you added Trey Turner. Kyle Schwarber is coming off that monster season. You want to bounce back from Nick Castellanos. You still got great frontline rotation with the Nolas and the Wheelers. Hopefully, your bullpen um, can continue to play well like it did at the end of last season. But for this Philadelphia Phillies team, a lot of money committed and I don't think it's championship or bust for Philadelphia. I think the fact that they were at least in the World Series last year does give them a little wiggle room, and I think another World Series appearance would make it a successful season. And I just don't see them in the tier of teams that should win it all because even though they got to the World Series last year, they were just like a 88-win team or whatever they were. So Phillies I have in this tier, along with the Toronto Blue Jays, who just acquired my guy. Dalton Varsho, and maybe they should be in the championship or bust here with how much money they've committed because they got a pretty stacked rotation with just getting, they just signed Chris Bassett, already had um, Kevin Gosman there, also gave Jose Barrios a whole lot of money, you got Vlad Guerrero, you got Bo Bichette, you just traded for T, or you traded away Teoscar Hernandez, but you just traded for Dalton Varsho. Like, I think this lineup and rotation is very stacked. The only reason I don't think a championship or bust is just because have they ever been to a World Series? I would have to honestly uh, check it because um, I don't know off the top of my head if they've ever been to a World Series. I think I have the Blue Jays uh, pulled up somewhere. But if you're the Blue Jays, like, it's, it's been a while since you've gone deep into the postseason i just think a season where you have a deep run will be very good because the blue jays looking at it now haven't won a world series since 93 and they were in two championship series in 2015 and 2016 but they only have four playoff appearances 
since that World Series in 93. Only four since 93. So in the last, what is that? 30 years, they have four playoff appearances. So that's why I'm like, if they make it to a World Series and lose, I think Blue Jays fans would be very happy. And then third, I have the St. Louis Cardinals who are kind of like, not the New York Yankees, but like kind of that mystique kind of team with a lot of success and always pretty good. But I don't think they have to win a World Series to have a successful season. They got so much young talent. You got the MVP, you got the runner-up or Nolan R, and I don't remember if he finished second or third, but you got those two guys with all these rookies. But it's also a transitional year. No more Pujols, no more Yadier Molina, and another season of Adam Wainwright getting old. And if you somehow rode Adam Wainwright to a World Series and lost, I think you'd be pretty happy as a Cardinals fan. Paul Goldschmidt, just seeing him on a World Series stage, I think that would make him pretty happy. I don't think he even feels like he has to win the World Series. I think he would be pretty happy with a runner-up appearance as well. So for these three teams, the Phillies, Blue Jays, and Cardinals, like I think all their fan bases, I think the players would all be pretty satisfied with a World Series appearance. All of them, I mean, the Blue Jays don't have a lot of recent success. Only four playoff appearances in the last 30 years. That's why I think they would be so happy to make it to a World Series. The, Philly, the Phillies just made it to a World Series, but before last year, it was... This, the longest drought in the National League for not making the postseason. So that's why I'm like, they still haven't had that much playoff success in the last 12 years. Then the Cardinals, they do have a lot of playoff success, but because it's a transitional year with all with so many dudes who meant so much of the franchise leaving, I think it would just spiritually felt, I think spiritually it would just feel really good have the Cardinals made it to the World Series this season. And then the next tier I want to do before we wrap up today is the final four please tier final four please this is these are the teams that would just be happy making it to the final four they don't need the world series a world series would be great but if they made it to the championship series i think that's all they need the first team is the seattle mariners who is coming off a season where they just broke the longest playoff drought that would be linear success you break the longest playoff drought you make it to the first round and i don't remember did they win or lose their first round series Whatever it was, they didn't make it to the championship series last year. So you have the drought broken last year. You have some playoff success last year. And then you take another step forward this season and make it to the championship series. And then next year, you tell your fans, all right, now we're going to the World Series. That's our next goal. It would be incremental baby steps for this young franchise, the Seattle Mariners. So I think they would be very happy with a Final Four appearance. Same with the Tampa Bay Rays. To me... I'm a guy that's always pessimistic on Tampa Bay. I don't ever consider them a true World Series contender. So for me, I just think a successful season for them is making it to the championship series. And if they want to earn my respect, I think they do have to make it to the World Series and potentially win it. But for me, I'm always considering them a regular season team. So I think a championship series outside of a COVID shortened season would actually be successful for them because I typically don't see them even go that far. Like, if you look at, what was it, 2022, like they lost to the Boston Red Sox when Tampa Bay, everyone thought was going to sweep the Red Sox or maybe make a gentleman sweep. No, they got dominated by the Boston Red Sox in that series. And I feel like Tampa Bay, outside of that 2020 season, when they come to the playoffs, no matter what their record is, always falls short. So if they just made it to the championship series, that would actually exceed my expectations for that franchise. So Final four, please, only has two teams, Seattle Mariners and Tampa Bay Rays. Then the final team I want to talk about for the tiers today, we'll do part two tomorrow where we finish our tiers because we haven't even gotten to the D-backs yet. But 
my happy to be here tier. This is the tier of just teams that are like, listen, we don't need to make it to the World Series, but also we don't want to miss the playoffs. We just want to come in as a wild card team. Maybe we're in the worst division in baseball and we win our division with 90 games, but we're just happy to be here. We just want to make it in because we're a young franchise. I'm talking about the Cleveland Guardians who, listen, if they made it to the championship series, the World Series, that would also be great for this franchise. But after winning 92 games last season, if they won 82 games this year and missed the playoffs, it would be disappointing. So the Guardians are the only team I have in this tier because they're the only team that I'm like, okay, they're just happy to be there. They don't want to miss the playoffs. That would be super disappointing. But they also are realistic and know they're not a championship series or World Series level team. So if the Guardians just made it to the first round of the playoffs, a wild card round or the divisional round, I think that would be more than enough for that franchise. And I think everyone would be happy in that scenario. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for part two, where we break down the rest of the tiers. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. Make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Fancy Baseball Podcast with Matt, and, with Matt and Dom, who will keep you up to date with all the fancy news, strategies, and analysis to keep you up to date throughout the entire fancy season. Come back tomorrow. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Doses.